Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive. I am your host, Laurieann Sheldrick, the Contagiously Positive Girl, and every single week I come here to help you make happiness your permanent default setting. I believe that your level of happiness is going to be one of the most life-altering things you choose to have every single day. And it isn't about choosing to be a perfect little happy robot. It is about choosing a happy life, regardless of what challenges you have to face. So choose happiness today and unleash your inner contagiously positive tomorrow. Let's begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is episode 99, if you can believe that. I know I can't believe that. It probably doesn't mean anything to you, but it means a lot to me. And this is part two to the episode that launched this week, episode 98 with Jolene Watson. I actually have Jolene back today and we're having another conversation as a part two to our original podcast because we wanted to come back answer a few questions that we received about working from home and how do we adjust to working from home when we're not used to it and we're being forced to and we're also coming back and addressing COVID-19 because when we recorded episode 98 that was pre-COVID so we really felt the need to come back and address that. This podcast is just again it's just her and I having a conversation as we as we always do we like to keep we like to keep the format just nice and um, nice and light without really following any guidelines just so that the conversation can unfold naturally. We talk about how to make the adjustment to working from home, how to stay disciplined. We answer a few questions that um, some of our listeners asked us from the previous podcast. We talk about planning and organizing your day, creating habits and rituals so that your brain can go into default. We talk about the importance of doing the inner work, uh, especially at this time, so that we don't let fear take over our mind. Um, We talk about the importance of staying informed, but not being in panic. Um, We also talk about designing your new normal and your new day based on what's in front of us today and staying connected with your team and so much more. So I hope you enjoy today's share. And if you have any questions for me or for Jolene or for both of us, or just in general things that you would like to have answered or questions that you have or just a conversation you want to hear, please let me know. You can message me and I will either answer them or I'll come on and Jolene and I will do it together. Have a wonderful day, everyone. So thank you. Welcome, Jolene, back to the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> I think it should be um, Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive with Jolene Watson and Laurieann Sheldrick because we seem to uh, be doing all the podcasts together now, which is way more fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, very, it was very fitting that we did the Working From Home podcast before, before we knew what was going to happen. So just to follow up on that, I think it's really good to dive a little deeper today. I agree. Absolutely. So I thought I just wanted to start with um, one question. So I 
since I launched the podcast this morning, I've received a few questions um, on how the heck do we work from home? And of course, you and I, we've had a lot of practice with this. So we can definitely speak true. Not if you have children. Um, we will get someone um, on here who has children and has found the effective way to do that with all the children at home. Um, but we definitely um, could be put in an export expert category because we've been working from home for many years um, as yeah. extroverts. So I thought we could start with the one question, which was um, from one woman, her name is Valerie. And she said, um, would you share your top tips on how, quote unquote, how to make the adjustment to working from home for those who aren't used to it? So I'll start. Stay disciplined to not work a 12-hour day in a space dedicated to your work. So that's a really great question, right? And one that we did talk about in our original podcast towards the end about how we create the healthy boundaries with ourselves. Um, so how do you do that? How do you stay disciplined not to just work and use every single hour of the day to work? So I, I brought this up on the last podcast, but circadian rhythms and chronotypes is really important to me and it gives me breathing room throughout the day. I'm extremely unproductive between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. And I really pick up the pace around 11 to 12 and then in the evening. So if your employer does allow this and you need to get a certain amount of work done a day, and maybe there's certain meetings that you need to Skype in on, to be able to flex your day out when you're most productive and to start to really think about your past and when did you come alive and when were you most creative? Because this is the time to harness that because people often say, well, I'm going to do my laundry if I'm at home. Do it. You know, spend a half an hour, get it done. It's off your checklist. But if you're more productive between five and six, do your creative tasks mm -hmm. at that time. So that's how I stay disciplined is I allow myself the freedom to not work straight for eight hours, but to work in pockets throughout the day. Absolutely. I love that. And I think that's so important. And I'll add to that. My response to Val was um, that I start, I, I really work on starting and ending my day at the same time all the time while also allowing myself the flexibility because I am an entrepreneur. Um, and that's one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur. But for the sake of people who are not entrepreneurs, they're being forced to work at home. I think it's really important to treat their day as though they were in the office um, while also giving themselves some little bonuses because like you might as well look for the positive where you can. So I was saying, you know, so first of all, I end my day at 5 p.m. and I take at least 15 minutes to, to make a list of all the must, 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 must. Like, and I have to say that over and over again. Not a list of what you think you need to get done or what would be nice, but must get done the next day. Um, and this closes down the tab in my brain, but it also creates a habit and says to my brain at like 4.45, oh, you know what? We're about to get out of work mode. Because your brain is like a little... It's like a little computer. It, the more you program it to do what you want it to do, the more it's going to remind you, by the way, it's time to finish work. You know, it, we're shutting down. So it basically, over time, it does create the default. Um, and I also, um, I started this right at the beginning when I became an entrepreneur is I used to have to commute an hour every single day to work. So now I spend that hour 
um, as my own. So instead of just getting up in the morning and hopping right into my office and starting to work, I use that hour to do whatever I want to do, whether it's just sit and have my coffee and stare outside. Sometimes I don't do anything. Um, sometimes it's, you know, I make my, my list for the day on things that you know, I really want to do around a project that I'm working on, or I write in my journal or I read a book and, and then at 8am, um, and it becomes so habitual, you don't even have to look at the clock at 8am, then I will either just come into my office and work for a while, or I'll go and get ready and shower and then come to work. But if my creative brain turns on, I just do it in my robe. <laughs> I'm at my office for a couple of hours and I work in my robe um, and then I'll shower at lunch. So it really is just that habit that you need to keep. You need to make the promise to yourself and keep the promise to yourself because that's the only way you can program your brain to become habitual and for, to have it be default instead of you having to always like set a timer or watch the time, what time it is. Um, at the beginning, you do. You have to set those timers for yourself. So that's how I start and end my day so that I'm that these are my working hours and everything else is my choice after that. I like that. And the one thing I wanted to bring up again, we touched on it last time, but even more important, the fear of it is all over social media right now is it's really hard to focus. So what I've been doing, because I've been trying to work this past three days and still be focused is I do want to see what Trudeau says every day. I do want to see, you know, CBC, but I, I do not pay attention to the ones that don't have a source that I know because a lot of this is fake news. But the other part is to spend a half an hour a day looking, what is the update for today? And then getting back to work. Because if we're continually having our phones ding and go, oh, there's another thing. Oh, SAS Power is doing this. We truly can't focus. So shutting off those phones, but do check in, of course, in case there's uh, an announcement that needs to be heard immediately. You know, maybe once an hour check in, but not constant. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I got into that trap yesterday. I just like, I couldn't stop looking at my phone and updating my phone and like refreshing. Um, and I'm in bed with my husband and I'm like, oh my God, I think I should be really afraid. Like I'm really afraid right now. And I was watching all of these videos and I was listening to all of these podcasts and the news and, and wow, I like, I couldn't even breathe. And I, and then this morning I'm like, no, I'm not even going to look at it this morning. Um, instead I looked for all the positive news and I actually typed that into the Google search, <laughs> like positive news about COVID-19. Um, and then I sat there and I read all the, the fun stuff and the positive things to my husband about it. And, and, and he was like, oh yeah, that's really cool. And it totally shifted our mindset because it's all right to feel afraid. That's totally normal. There's so much uncertainty and the, and the unknown. And that of course triggers our fear response, especially when we have these stressors. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to get into panic um, because it's the panic that's making us hoard toilet paper. Like seriously, it's the panic that's making us, um, take advantage of people in need by buying all of these things that we know people are going to need. And then they're trying to sell it to those who, you know, at a profit. Um, 
So we, we want to get out of that. So it's really important during this time as you're working from home, not just to stay disciplined in your routine, um, but also to, like you said, not get sucked into the vortex because we want to stay informed. We don't want to go mad hatter crazy, right? <laughs> like a- we were just talking before you pressed record. I just want you to share one piece and I'll share one piece of positive news out of this to really keep our, our mental health in a, in a safe place is I'm a veterinary technologist by trade. That's where I started out and I still speak at a lot of veterinary conferences. So I love animals more than anything and they need foster homes right now and all the shelters right away so that they can clear out the shelters. And I guarantee if that happens, there's gonna be a lot of failed foster situations. And what I mean by that is there's gonna be a lot of adoptions because mm. people are gonna fall in love with these animals. So I was really happy when I, I read that that is going to be happening because animals might get a home and they might not have had a home had this not happened. Um, and then the environment, tell me what you saw today about the environment. Yeah, so um, I'll share the link for the positive news that I'm following, but they were showing images of China um, a couple of months ago versus today um, of the atmosphere, and the atmosphere is actually cleaning up. It's actually clearing up um, just by not having people in their cars, right? And not driving around. It is insane. Like that's such a positive thing. And um, I'm, I've, a big fan of Italy and Venice was my favorite place to be ever. And I remember thinking when I went there a few years ago, like how dirty and greasy and oily the canal was. Um, and the canals are actually clearing up and like becoming crystal clear, not just a little bit, but significantly. And that's just in a month. So imagine what's going to happen to the atmosphere and to our health, which affects our health. And the animals are coming out. And in Japan, like deer are running wild again where they didn't before. And they're noticing a significant amount of birds and and, and like this is phenomenal this is just going to this is going to show researchers finally that there is an impact that our human our human footprint if you will does have an impact and what we do does have an impact so we're going to see this we can either learn from it or we can go back to our old ways and then just have this happen all over again but magnitude right it'll be magnified it just if we don't make the positive changes that need to be made based on the results that we're seeing now, the positive results we're seeing now, and we just go back to our old ways, we haven't learned anything and we won't evolve. And nature will just eventually wipe us out. And I don't mean that like in a doom and gloom way. It's just like uh, the writing's on the wall and we really need to open up our eyes to just like look at all the positive things. So it's no more people are saying, you know what, if we keep doing this, this is what's going to happen. It's now... Look at all the beautiful things that are happening because of this, right? So it's really, really amazing. Our environment, like we need to breathe. <laughs> and that's, we need a clean environment to be able to do that with ease. So it's phenomenal. Like I, I, I can just imagine like the, you know, I'm, I always speak as though I know what my dog is saying. And I can just imagine all these wild animals just out there celebrating and high-fiving one another and just saying like, yay, the humans are like, the humans are finally taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> Running it, yeah. free, singing songs that only they can hear, right? Like, it's just, I, oh, I wish that was the case. But anyway, so. And that, I want to bring yeah. up what you do. Yes. What you do is so important in all of this. And I just admire everything about all of your certifications, who you are as a person, that you're my best friend, but taking care of your mental health and your physical health 
right? Yes. Getting your immune system really strong at this point is so important. And that's what you live. It's what you teach. So can you speak to that? Absolutely. And I actually, this is actually a great tip to answer, um, to continue answering Val's question as well. And something that I told her, cause you know, um, you're going to feel isolation at times and that's going to make you feel really lonely, especially when you're not used to working from home and you're used to working with the team. And one of the suggestions that I give, which isn't just for your mental health, it's also good for your physical health is to get outside and go for a walk, get outdoors. So take those breaks, go outside, even if it's around the, even if it's around the block, take that lunch break away from your desk and, you know, like just take the, the mental load off yourself for a little while. And those real, breaks and eat a really good lunch and you're at home now. So this is a really great time for you to, you know, instead of going to the vending machine, have a nice salad where you get to make it fresh from your home and, and you get to be outside and breathe in the fresh air. Like our mind and our body needs that. And especially working in, I know a lot of these offices don't have operable windows. So you're just breathing in gross recycled air all day long and people are sneezing and people are coughing and then there's germs all around. That's just natural. That happens no matter what anyway. Like we always have the germs. They'll always be there. But it's so, there's nothing like food is definitely an immunity booster and sleep is one of those things as well. So we'll, we might as well benefit on that now. But one of the biggest immunity boosters is being outside in nature, in the fresh air. And when it's sunny, unzipping your coat as much as you can, like in the winter months for us, and just allowing that to heal you. It's such an immunity booster. Um, uh, I was reading a, a research report, I think it was the 1918 uh, pandemic, and I cannot remember what it was. And most of the people, because they ran out of room, they ran out of tents, and they ran out of places where they can isolate the patients. And the patients who had to stay outside actually healed faster from the fresh air and from the sunshine. And yeah, I think so, it was 1918. I saw that yeah. post as well. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the studies show that, so it's so important. And what I really want, and I talked about this um, when I did a little intro to our, to our episode, episode 98, before we knew about COVID-19 a month ago, when I recorded it, I said, what I want to see is I want to see corporations not just put policies and procedures in place that you know protect the, the health and safety, um, but our physical health and our mental and our emotional health as well. And like looking around your office and saying to them, you know what, like I haven't seen you leave your desk once today, get up and go for a walk. Like that should be an enforcement and that should be something because sick employees do nothing for the bottom line. Um, so yeah, I speak about that often because we overcomplicate how easy it is to take care of our health. Yeah. Right. We're like, well, I don't have 90 minutes to go to the gym, but you have 10 minutes to walk around the block. <laughs> and, right. And it's funny, you know, a lot of people will say to me, um, I don't have time to meditate. Um, I don't have time to walk. I don't have time to eat healthy. And my response is always, you're not making, you don't have time to do the things that make you feel the best, which means eventually you won't have a choice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what you do is so important in the limiting beliefs too, at this point, and just keeping our, our health in a stable place. Um, I've recently um, 
uh, visited with Bridges Health too, and they're, you know, they're all across Canada and they have apps and you can check in on your employees. And it's just, they're just such an incredible company and their focus is mental health. Mm-hmm. We have these resources out there. If you're a corporation, look into what is out there, not just, you know, making sure that the mental health of your employees is taken care of during this period, because the, the fear is just, it's, it can be overpowering, yeah. which can help us not focus but you know the way I'm looking at this, because I'm an entrepreneur, so I don't I don't get EI, so it's it's a scary time. But the way I'm looking at this next few weeks or months, perhaps, what did I always need to do that I didn't have time to do? And I'm going to write a book, right? I was planning oh, on doing that, it. but I didn't know when. My bookkeeping is behind, as it always is, but it's going to get caught up. Like these are the things that do they need to be done right now? No. But if I had time given to me, this is what I would have done. So these are the things, what else can I do? I got back on the cross trainer. I don't like working out, but I want to get back into it. And it's kind of easy. It's in my house and I now have time to do it because that's, that's, I have 24 hours in a day, sleep at least over six hours a night. They've proven that, that um, health can be impacted if we sleep less than six hours a night. So I I understand if you're stressed that you're not sleeping well, but really try even napping, right? If you're not sleeping throughout the night, have a couple of naps during the day that can really refresh you. And if you're working from home, that's a lot easier to do than at an office, obviously. So don't forget about those little 15 minute naps that can truly just pump you up again. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, instead of trying to just take your, your, your office life into your home life, it's really asking yourself that question. If I, if I could design my perfect day, which now we have to, because we're, we're being forced to look at doing things differently and think outside the box. If it is up to me now, and I need to create this ideal day, what can I do? What can I do? What does my schedule look like now? What are the things that I would work on where I'm constantly getting interrupted in the office and I can't work on it? What would those things be? What would my morning routine be like? What are the types of food that I would eat now that I have more time to cook foods? Um, would I take a lunch break? Well, what would I do on those lunch breaks now that I'm not sitting in the lunchroom, you know, talking to my coworkers and my team? It's This is the time to go inward. And what I really love about this time, the positive time of this is something that I say all the time. And and I'm like, eventually you won't be able to bypass the inner work because it's just going to be forced on you. But now there's nothing to externally look at. There's nothing to externally distract us other than social media. And I think people are like detoxing from that overload. So now we're doing that inner work and we're asking ourselves those questions. If my boss isn't telling me what I need to do throughout the day because I'm now working at home and I have to schedule my day as though I am an entrepreneur, what would I want that day to look like? So we can give the most amazing tips and say, here's what you should do and write out your calendar calendar and get prepared and plan yourself and create the habits. And it's all about just keeping those promises to yourself. But at the end of the day, go within and be like, wow, I'm going to really, this, this could be really fun. I can actually design my day and be more productive and more effective than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've ever wanted to take an online course, now is the time to do it. I actually, again, Mm -hmm. didn't know this was coming, obviously. And I signed up for an online course for a a master neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. And something I've always wanted to do. And I remember when I bought the course, I thought, well, I hope I get it done by 2022. I'm just not sure where I'm going to fit it in. Yeah. 
and I might be able to get it done in a month. Like it's, you know, these little things, what do you always want to learn? Absolutely. It's, it's looking at, and what I keep repeating is it's not business and life as usual. So what is the new business and life as usual with what we're experiencing now? If it lasts two weeks, if it lasts four weeks, if it lasts six months, what is the new life and business as usual? And how can you adapt and learn and grow? But that's going to require some outside the box thinking, but it's also going to open you up to things. I know for me, um, and I'm noticing this too, um, even speaking to people in the corporate world who are taking their work home now and working from home, they're like, I got what used to feel like 12 hours of work done in four hours. And now I have all this time on my hands. And it's like, well, and they're like, well, what should I do? I'm like, all the things you wanted to do that you used to pray and wish you had time to do. Yeah. You know, and it just goes to show how often we're getting distracted at work and how much we can actually get done with way less time when we're sitting at our desk and we're focused and we don't have the constant external distractions. Of course, there's a benefit to having a team and working in a corporation and, and all of that goodness, right? But at the end of the day, when you're stressed out and you're burnt out and you're being constantly distracted, you don't like your team anyway. So <laughs> it's not really helping you. So I think this is really good. Um, I don't want to minimize um, the effect that this is going to have on the economy and personally and, um, and across the world and in our individual lives and with regards to businesses. But I do think that there that there is a way we keep our mind healthy and out of panic mode. And that's by focusing on these things. What else are we going to do? What else are we going to do? Right. Are we going to sit here and, and make ourselves sick, which is what I almost did yesterday. Right. Or are we going to say, all right, what can I do in for, for me, for my team, for my business, for, for my company, for my community, like what can I do? And that's it. That's it. What else do we have? Right. Yeah. So, and keep in mind too, um, with your personality type, I've, I just revisited my stress management report for myself. I teach it, which has really helped me get through this as well mm -hmm. with my stress coping mechanisms based on my personality, but just know under extreme stress, we flip our personality type. So things that are not normal behaviors or things that we might say that we really don't mean, this is what happens under great stress is the least preferred area of your personality type comes to the surface and it's often subconscious, but we don't know how to control it and it might be childlike. So do inform your partner, especially if you're, you're stuck in a house with them, that you know if I say or do these things, I don't mean it, I'm just in a stress state and allow some flexibility and grace for those around you as well. If they're really stressed out, don't take it too personally. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think this is a really important thing for people to dive into is what is my stress response? How, how do I typically respond to stress? What are my triggers? And how can I communicate that now, not just with my team, because you're communicating virtually with your team, um, but with your husband, because or your partner or your roommates or your family, or whoever is also at home with you, because you're not home alone. So right, you can't just you're not in your own little bubble anymore. Everybody's around you 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week, right? <laughs> so um, something that I would really highly recommend here is um, something that I have been doing because 
uh, my husband had been home for a couple of weeks before we went into uh, isolation. So we were already getting into that routine is I have to go for a walk on my own. And I'm very extroverted, but I find sometimes just all the noise and all the just like having another human being there all the time there. I just, I need that 15 minutes or the half an hour where I just, I'm by myself, not even walking my dog because that's just, again, taking care of another thing. It's like by myself, literally alone. So really taking that alone time will help. And then you come back and you're in a better state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw something funny about cats and dogs recently posted with the COVID-19 and it's that dogs are going to be the happiest they've ever been in their entire lives because they have their owners home 24 seven and cats are going to be extremely irritated. (laughs) I know it's so true. I feel like my dog's happiness meter went up like a hundred since Jason's been home. I've been home uh, since we got Axel. So I've been an entrepreneur since, Um, but he's definitely starting to love Jason a lot more um, and connect with with him more because he's home now. He's just like, oh, you're not going anywhere. It's like, okay, well then I can love you more. <laughs> like, and don't so. forget the impact an animal can have on your health as well. They've proven that they lower blood pressure, they lower heart rates. They just, they, a cat's purr emits a frequency that heals the human body under mm-hmm. stress. I mean, if you have an animal, this is, it's a really good time to have an animal or to foster one for that reason. Absolutely. You know, there's so many things that we can do right now to support and to help our community. Um, And I think a really big part of that that will help people have a purpose, those who are maybe not working from home, but that just can't work at all, like waiters and waitresses, um, anybody whose business has closed uh, temporarily um, and can't take that work from home, having an animal that you already have or fostering one is a really great way for you to distract your mind and feel really good about something. And just feel like you have a purpose right now. Um, And yeah, just foster an animal who's in need, right? Yeah, and then it'll make you feel good as well. So, and then you probably end up with that animal for life. (laughs) Who's going to get rid of the animal? This is why I don't foster because I'd I'd be the crazy dog lady. Um, So this is actually something I think for our mental health, which is what do I do? I'm working from home. I, I, I really miss my team. Um, what do we, I'm not, I also, not only do I miss my, do I miss my team? Um, but I'm also not spending any time with my friends and family because I'm socially isolating. So what's a really good way for people who are working from home and who are not used, used to it and are feeling really lonely? Like, what do you suggest they do? Well, I mean, obviously what we're doing right now is zoom, but yeah pick up the phone. And I think even if you're an introvert, you're going to start to crave the interaction with people is just to call and check in on your relatives, your grandma, your, your parents, how are they doing? And this is, you finally have time to actually catch up on everything about their lives. We often push it aside because we're so busy. So it doesn't have, you don't have to have a computer, even just pick up the phone. And I think we forget about that sometimes that it's not just for texting and social media. Absolutely. I've been on Zoom every single day and we've been messaging each other every single day. And, you know, we're only uh, Wednesday. So we're only day three of the, you know, like it, we're not, it's not forced isolation, but it is like highly recommended. Um, and I'm already starting to think about, well, how can I have a girl's night through Zoom <laughs> with a bottle of wine and some munchies and connect because I don't want to... I don't want to feel lonely because I think that will just enhance the fear. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, with regards to their team, what I would suggest is actually having those scheduled calls or even getting Zoom with their team so that they can see each other and they can communicate with each other throughout the day, even if they don't necessarily work in the same department. Um, but they're used to like talking with one another around the water cooler. I know there's no such thing as water coolers anymore, but <laughs> um, around the water cooler. And I think that's a really great opportunity for them to just be like, all right, so every second day at noon, we're going to have lunch together and we're going to have a Zoom call. And yeah. you can do Zoom for free, right? Like um, I, you can do a paid version at, if you want to, but you can, you can sign up for a free version and you can do group chats or you can use Skype. So there's so many ways that um, you can communicate with your team. Absolutely. And not be lonely. Another question I got was, um, so we work from home. We need to communicate with our team. We don't actually know how to do that. <laughs> so we don't know what we're supposed to do, what programs to use, the best way to communicate with one another, um, how to, so it's not just email so that there is that like connection, like what we have, even though this will come out as audio, we can see each other. So we can see each other's body movements. Um, what do you recommend? Well, every company is going to have their own client relationship management program, but I guarantee, and we have to be careful with hackers right now. So you want to do your due diligence and not just allow people to take your intellectual property outside your office. So this is where IT people will very much come in handy to know their intelligence and what they know about um, protecting your data, but even an external hard drive, right? Just so you have the documents that you need. Mm -hmm. If you have a program, a CRM that allows that as well. Most people do own a laptop. If not, a lot of corporations are supplying them right now. So it's just to be able to get access to the information, but you don't need access to all of it. And I think that's where, you know, the IT professionals are going to come in handy in this particular instance. I always have a laptop, but I also have external hard drives. I also back everything up to the cloud. Mm -hmm. So even if my computer were to go down, I could go back to my old desktop computer and still pull up everything that I need. So this is the time to really check into that, but also to make sure you're protected on an intellectual Absolutely. property realm. Absolutely. Especially because they are going to be sending stuff um, virtually through all types of systems, right? So that is very, very important. Hopefully everyone's in the same boat and people are not taking advantage, but uh, this is not the time to take that chance. Yeah. So I, I highly, I very, I, I suggest um, if a lot of companies aren't, weren't prepared for this, um, two very, very easy things they can do is, uh, it's called Asana and it's a project management system and you can assign team members and everybody can see what you're doing and you can share files with one another and you could send, you can put tasks and deadlines to it. So it's a really great way that people can see what you're doing and when and when it needs to get done instead of like the, instead of having to micromanage. Um, so Asana is really great. And, and again, it's free. And I keep the, the recommendations that I want to give right now that are free is 
I want to give the free ones because I, I don't want people to panic and think, oh my God, I need to start spending thousands of dollars to be able to communicate with my team, right? Yeah. Um, and then I really highly recommend Zoom because you can share files with one another. You can share your screen. You can show each other. So um, uh, say like you're, you have to write emails or you're working on a project. You can share that screen so they can see your computer and what you're working on. So it's literally like you're right there with one another, which is so phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Without having to be like, what, what I love about that instead of, okay, I'm going to write this out and then I'm going to scan it and then I'm going to send it to you and you send it to me and you print it out and you write your notes on it and then you scan it and you send it back. Well, this is just like share your screen. Here it is. And you're providing the, the in the moment feedback as though you were there in the office. Yeah, well, even Google Docs, right? Or uh, oh, Trello is another free absolutely. resource that is very similar, I would guess, to Usana. So, yeah. mm -hmm. um, one of the biggest things I think that um, there people are going to have to look at, and corporations are going to have to look at, is what are the equipment needs of my staff now and of my team, yeah. um, and then start to implement that. But what I would highly encourage right now is only start to get the equipment that is essential right now today and begin to build on it um, as you go, especially if there are financial concerns right now. Is just yeah. what do I need today? What does my team need today? What does the company need today to be able to run a business as though we're all connected with one another and, and have your team meetings, have your team meetings, right? Whether um, it is through the internet or through the phone or whatever it might be, continue to have those team meetings so that everybody is in the know and it, you don't feel so isolated so that when you go back to work, it's just like, oh, okay, so you didn't do this or you didn't do this or why didn't you do that? It's really stay connected. I think that's so important in any way that you can. There's so many resources. Uh, honestly, this is probably the, the best year <laughs> for this to happen um, because of the ways that we can connect and communicate with one another. Um, so many businesses, fortunately, will be able to continue moving forward and, continue, and won't have such a financial impact because of the technology that we have today. Like, yeah. thank God, right? Um, 30 years ago, that would not be the case. So yeah, you just got to get creative. Yeah, we have to get creative. So the working from home thing, it's, um, it's definitely tricky. And whether it's forced or it's by choice, it's going to come with its challenges anyway. Um, but I think definitely those who are being forced to do it, it's for sure a challenge. And for them, it's how do I stay motivated? <laughs> how do I stay motivated? Because they're looking around their house, which is what we did at the beginning. And, oh, I can organize my pantry. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. And in the meantime, their list of work is piling up and piling up, right? So I would just say... Um, schedule your day as though you were at work and form the habit. Keep going until you form the habit and you will, you will. I do like, I don't even need to look at the clock sometimes. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, it must be this time because I'm starting to think about this. Yeah. It's so wild how our brain works. So yeah, I think, um, Part of the benefits that will come from this is something that we talked about in our podcast is it will show 
employees and employers and corporations and business owners that they don't need to be in a nine to five job every single day, 365 days out of the year. Yeah. They're going to really start to see uh, their productivity rise, um, which will bring down people's stress levels. And right now, they might not see this right now, but if they continue implementing this after the crisis is over, they're going to see a significant increase in revenue. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we just need to get through this crisis right now before we'll see those benefits, but the benefits are there. It's just, uh, it's just staying on track, right? Staying positive, like you said, that's going to be the biggest thing right now. And what I want to say to the people who have been asking me questions about how to stay disciplined I think a big part of staying disciplined right now is because their brain is so focused on the crisis. Um, so they just really need to understand that it's not necessarily about just being disciplined at work. Um, they have to give themselves a little bit of leeway to process what feels like was a worldwide shift overnight. Like we woke up and we were forced to stay inside. You know, whereas the day before we were at Costco and we were at the mall and we were shopping and we were with our friends and we were out for dinner. And then the next day it was stay inside and your company was closing and you were being forced to work from home. So I think anyone who's saying like, how do I stay disciplined to give yourself a break? It's not even been a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you want to share before we, we, we wrap up? Because I could go on and on and talk about this forever and just to give people hope and, and right. But um, I think at the end of the day, we just need to, we'll just keep doing this and keep answering people's questions. No, I think we should definitely continue on. The one tip I gave on the last one, I'll just bring it up again. Daniel Pink, his book, When Time yeah. Management, that's a good book to read during this time if you can get it uh, audio even is um, a lot of, they've done a lot of research around this and we work really well in 25 minute bursts. So to set your timer, 25 minutes, four minute break, 25 minutes, and you can do that effectively up to four times and then take a big break, go for a walk. But I've, I've been doing that just recently is having my timers at all of my stations where I've been working and it works so well because it forces you to focus and you're not looking at your phone during those times and you get a lot more done. and. I think we're going to see a lot more getting done and a lot more free time. So think about what did you always want to do? What online courses? Who do you want to call? Who do you want to connect with? Utilize this time to the best of our ability. Absolutely. I love what you said about the timer. I think that's a really great tip for um, Val, Valerie, who asked about being disciplined so here's the task. So say for me, it's, um, I need to write a blog, set the timer for 40 minutes and put like, turn the timer over. Cause you don't want to watch it. Right. It's like a, a watched clock is the worst thing. So, and, and then do that. And then when it, it, when it buzzes, if the blog is done, then awesome. Um, if not reset the timer for a little bit more time. And what that will do is it'll tell your brain, this is the only thing we need to focus on right now. And it's okay. Cause the timer will remind us that it's time to move on to the next task. So that's really important. So something that you said in the last podcast was, only put three top tasks, like three major things a day that need to get done. Yeah. 
set the timers for those. So it's like, okay, well, this is probably going to take about four hours. And so what you're saying is set those little incremental timers. And then eventually the task will be done and your brain won't be like, squirrel, squirrel, what's next? Do this. And something that I really, really recommend, keep your desk clear. I just, I can't focus with the, my squirrel mind can't keep up when my desk is really cluttered and I'm thinking about all the other things that I need to do when I'm trying to record a podcast or write a blog or I'm working with a client or even just talking to you. Like if I'm all cluttered, like my phone is turned over, just everything, just keep it nice and clean and it helps you stay on track and disciplined to work on your task. Oh, and music. Why music? play music and they've done again anchoring it's called where if you play music that makes you remember a good time or nostalgic you know it it literally changes your physiological state but they've also proven if you listen to fast paced music you work faster Mm. and so if you listen to that you work slower so why not play with that because often in an office workplace you cannot play your own music especially loudly so utilize that as well Absolutely. I remember when I worked in an open office environment, um, we weren't allowed to have the radio on because it drove people nuts because we just didn't have the same music taste. And so I used to have to put headphones on, but then I just didn't like that. So I love that idea. Now that you're at home, it's like, let the music roar, right? I mean, if that definitely motivates you, oh my God, put on your Rolling Stones or like whatever, your Prince, whatever it is that you love or for you, 90s, 90s country yeah, or 90s pop and put that on. I love that idea. Like even just talking about it, I'm like, ooh, what can I listen to? Yeah, great, great tips. That was awesome. So thank you so much, Jolene. And um, we'll continue doing this as we get questions in. And so anyone who's listening, if you have any questions for us or you just like want to hear us riff on anything, let us know and we will come back on and we will do a podcast on it and we will record and we'll just, we'll just have a conversation with each other. So thank, thank you. you.